you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. And of course, these days also live on YouTube at 11 a.m. 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, pretty much Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, Coming up this weekend. We don't have anything coming up this weekend. No, nope, no. Nope, there's yeah, actually nothing the, really till the Rumble. But then the Rumble is the next weekend. No, it's uh, weekend. Yeah, it's the next weekend. Because yeah, uh, Raw 30 is going to be on Monday. So that's a week yes. from yesterday. Um, are we still going to do a live watch along of Raw 30? Oh, I don't know. We had decided if we were one way or the other. If we really discussed it. I guess so. We had thrown it out there, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll see. All right. Uh, so on this episode of Going In Raw, we're going to talk about... The go-home episode of Raw 30, yeah. uh, last night's Monday Night Raw, where we got a new number one contender for the United States title, and Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes, Cody flipping Rhodes, uh, uh, his return date has been set. Not terribly surprising, but I know there are plenty of people out there who might not be terribly happy that it's not, at this point, a surprise. We're going to talk about that. Surprise. surprise. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but first... The saga continues. Vince McMahon's return to WWE. And as Vince McMahon continues to consolidate his power, now that he's back as the executive chair of WWE's board, Sportico is reporting that McMahon 
has been sued by Detroit's police and fire retirement system. According to Sportico, the suit seeks, quote, a declaration that would effectively block the 77-year-old billionaire from regaining control of WWE's board of directors and prevent him from expediting a sale. The complaint argues that McMahon has breached fiduciary duties as controlling stockholder by trying to, quote, impose his personal will on WWE and its board by purporting to adopt a package of invalid and inequitable bylaw amendments that would hamstring the board from making critical business decisions. Sportico continues, as the police and fire system tells it, McMahon's moves run afoul of both Section 141 of the Delaware General Corporation Law and WWE's charter, altering the company's governance structure in the absence of uh, bargained-for exchange between WWE and McMahon. The system asserts, usurps the power of the board over critical corporate management functions, invests it solely in McMahon and his capacity as stockholder. Neither Delaware law nor WWE's charter permits the kind of transfer power the system says occurred, and the system wants a declaration, the consent, is void. So just to uh, recap, so yeah. we'll get to it here in a moment, that the, the bylaw amendments were the ones Vince made when he came back, pretty much saying that no TV deal or sale of the company could be negotiated without his input. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is, is this the same lawsuit that was, this is the lawsuit that was filed recently, right? The one no, I think this is a different about. This is a separate lawsuit? It might be a separate one, yeah. Okay. Could be. It could okay. be. I don't know for sure. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I would expect... <laughs> I would expect there's going to be several lawsuits uh, in the coming days and weeks and potentially months as this whole thing uh, goes on. Um, yeah, I mean, this isn't surprising if if stockholders think that uh, what Vince is doing is to benefit himself and not so much them. Then, uh, yeah, they're not going to be happy about it, and they'll they'll try to exercise whatever legal muscle they can to keep Vince from doing what they think he's going to do to benefit himself more so than the company. Too much power, they say. That's that's the bottom line here. Just too yeah. much power for for one man to have. Unfortunately, this one man owns eighty percent of the voting power, voting stock yeah. in the company. Yeah. So I, it's probably honestly, this is probably going to be a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know what legal recourse they, the the Detroit police and fire system uh, have uh, to prevent Vince from doing what he wants to do. I'll be honest with you, if I was a member of the Detroit uh, uh, police force. Or the firefighter force, I'd probably be suing the retirement system for putting stock in WWE. <laughs> it's like, come on, man! Like these are supposed to be safe stuff, like entertainment stock. Like I understand it was like Disney or something. <laughs> it's like WWE. Isn't there any due diligence done before you're putting people's retirement plans uh, into into freaking WWE stock? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's been run by Vince. I look, I, I get they've, you know, over the years, they've been able to finagle TV deal after TV deal. But if you actually pay attention, it's sort of, I don't know, uh, what is it, despite themselves? Yeah, success. They're successful despite themselves. I mean, their stock has been, just in the last few years, incredibly volatile. Got as high yeah, as like 100 been, yeah. bucks and as low as in the 50s. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 been kind of been all over the place. In that, that, that respect, I understand. It's uh, like now, you, now you're going to sue, so he starts acting normal? <laughs> I don't think it works that way, Detroit. But good luck with that. Yeah, speaking of Vince consolidating power, yesterday WWE issued an SEC filing which revoked the changes, the ones mentioned earlier, made by Vince to WWE's corporate bylaws upon his return. And this filing noted that, quote, no further approval of stockholders of the company is required to approve any of the actions taken by Mr. McMahon pursuant to the January 16th consent. That being him saying those bylaws I changed, nope, not going to do it. 
Um, there's been a lot written about how that seemingly uh, 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 is Vince saying to stockholders, I don't need your approval for anything. I've yeah. seen that contested. That you know that that interpretation of this contested as well. That this is just related to the one thing: those bylaws being changed and him unchanging them. That he doesn't need stockholder approval. I am not uh, a corporate legal scholar. I read yeah. this stuff and I feel like I'm reading riddles half the time. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, I, I will I will let uh, smarter legal minds uh, interpret that probably correctly. But again, it was making news today. This filing, so uh, you know, there's there's constant developments in this story, and there will be constant developments in the story uh, until they either sign a new TV deal or comp- or Vince sells the company. I think my takeaway from it is basically, um, yeah, like Enforcer says, he is the stock. <laughs> I am the stock. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think you know. There, look, I, I get my main takeaway is this: when you see people commenting on on Twitter about what this means. Uh, I probably wouldn't put much stock in it, so to speak, uh, unless it's like Brandon Thurston. He kind of knows what he's talking about. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. It probably doesn't mean anything, to be honest with you. But it's interesting to sort of understand or at least try to put a, a put a finger on what's going on behind the scenes as the WWE tries to get sold. Yeah, I mean, I guess here's one aspect of that, this, 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 this filing here that could be noteworthy is that if him saying that he doesn't need stockholder approval to do this certain thing. Is that typical in these scenarios or is that atypical? No. You know, is, is this something where he uh, amends the bylaws and then unilaterally undoes the changes? Is that a typical occurrence in corporate governance or not? I would if probably, it, if it is, much of then, then probably much ado about nothing. But if it's not, I guess maybe that's newsworthy. I don't know. Yeah, I if if you know, my thing is, does it affect the bottom line? Bottom line is WWE's trying to get sold, uh, and and if if here's the thing, like I wonder if the 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 other shareholders would complain if the WWE got sold for a much larger amount than they were even going for in the first place, and they were able to cash out even more. Like if the Saudi Arabian government ponied up like five billion over you know, what Comcast was going for. And that's like the second highest offer. It's like, well, you're cashing out a lot more now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, this is, this is, this is, this is who knows. Um, so yeah, Jorge D seems to think, I don't know if he's a, if he's a, a business analyst or not. He says it's typical for companies. There's no actual law against it. And shareholders can only care when stock loses money. A la Elon Musk. Yeah. That's our ass too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, interesting to see all this go down in real time. Indeed. Indeed. Tony Venucci here in chat in our YouTube chat. What's up YouTube chat, by the way, hit that Hi, like YouTube. button. Yeah. He hit says, like I don't know, button, Steve, please. he says, Disney just lost 1.5 billion in one quarter. WWE probably the safer bet, but year to date, their shit's gone up by felt like 13% over six months, 5% over one month, 17%. Well, that's kind of volatile too. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, this isn't a business podcast, and for good reason. <laughs> oh my God, no! Uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Anyways, let's talk about Raw last let's night. Talk we can Raw, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody, it's coming back to the Royal Rumble Not to the surprise of nobody. But they put together these very nice video packages for Cody to build to this point, yeah. making, in my opinion, look, dude. In my opinion, the surprises. I'll put it this way: there are two. There are two times when a surprise. Three times. 
when a surprise is most effective. If somebody is wildly uh, 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 rehabbing their injury, returning from injury way short of expectations. If he was like, I hope to make WrestleMania, but then he shows up at the Rumble. Look at John Cena in 2008, yep. nine, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Edge might have done that one. Year yeah, too. he did that too. He, had, he was a so, surprise entered at 30 in the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big deal. Um, if it's an NXT call-up or a legend that isn't with the company, like if RVD showed up this year, then that's it's like, oh, that's a cool surprise. Well, also, you know, the, the AJ Styles situation where someone signs with the company oh, hasn't no, been to be right. officially announced by that's the company, one. but that's makes a very good surprise one. debut. I mean, you can make the argument to keep this as a surprise or not, and they're, you know, equally convincing. Um, you know, if they want to make a story of his return, his rehab, Given the, the the gruesome nature of the injury that we saw in full display at Hell in a Cell, if they want to make a story about his rehab from that, because we've seen we've seen that we've seen that part of the story, where his entire was it right side of his body was was purple from that injury, and they think there's more value from a marketing perspective to tell the story of his return rather than save it as a surprise. I get that. Mm-hmm. Same time, if you want to save it as a surprise that he shows up, I know Edge when he came back. Uh, the second time when he came back from uh, out of retirement, it was a poorly kept secret that he was coming back. Mm-hmm. But they tried; they didn't say anything about it on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, they in terms of the WWE universe, the world, they kept that a surprise, mm-hmm. um, and it was effective. So, argument can be made in either you know, from either point of view. Um, I mean, it seems like Cody's interested in telling the story, and so maybe it's a situation where Cody's like, "Let's tell this story." Um, let's build to this moment. I mean, I think the pop's going to be the same regardless whether he's a surprise or not. When he shows up, people are going to lose their minds. I think the only way the pop would have been bigger is if he was exceeding his expectations in, in his return. You know, then I think if, if people were not expecting this at all and they're like, oh, there's no way this is going to happen, um, and he came back as a surprise, that would have absolutely blown the roof off. But the roof is going to be blown off anyways. It's exactly. Cody Rhodes. Exactly. I mean, look, at they did a masterful job with that shit when they show, like, you know, him taking off the coat and it's it's revealed to be all messed up. And then they do it again, you know, now where it's just a little scar right there. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a killer job with these uh, with these things. They're making them seem like a big, big deal. Um, and I think this, honestly, dude, I think this is one of, the thing, one of those things where every step of the way can be telegraphed. But if he's the first guy to pry one of those world titles away from Roman Reigns, the people will be along for the ride the mm-hmm. entire mm-hmm. time, and they will pop so loud when it does happen. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's an interesting story and people buy into the process of him getting one or both those titles, yeah. Mm. Totally. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to do something here. Ask who should be standing in the ring when Cody's music hits Seth? Oh, yeah. I think that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. Um. I, I really have to be late. It's going to be late. Seth is probably going to be like the Iron Man or something. Yeah. And then Cody will come out at like number 25 or something because you want to keep him. You want to be careful with Cody a little bit. And but also knowing, build, knowing wanna... Cody, he's, Cody's probably going to want to show up at number one. I know. <laughs> you know. But I mean, there's also something to be said to have, okay, Cody's going to be here, but what? Building the yeah. anticipation with the new entrant coming in. Oh, is this Cody? No. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And you see people in the ring. It was like, oh, this will be interesting. Cody versus this guy versus this guy versus this guy, especially after Seth is in there. Building up that anticipation, I can see why they'd want to wait too a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, he's not going to yeah. be thirty because that just seems yeah. like then his road is too easy. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So, like somewhere in the middle, fifteen to 18. fifteen. Yeah, there you no go. later than that, I would say. Adrenaline. Yeah, people go crazy for that. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 not surprising they announced it. I, mean, I guess when he got injured in was it June, May, 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 I think. Um, that you know the math kind of worked out that he'd be a little bit ahead of schedule to, to return for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because he said in this video package it'd be nine months, and I think if my math is right, the Rumble would be about eight months. So. Mm -hmm. I'm not the head of schedule. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, as far as what happened, other things that happened last night on Raw, uh, we got a new number one contender for the United States Championship. Bob Lashley won the main event, a really fun match. Uh, with the help of MVP and Amos, it didn't necessarily seem like Lashley necessarily wanted their help, but their help he got anyways. Um, and he pinned uh, Seth to win the bout, and uh, he's moving on to get a shot at the U.S. title. Next week at Raw 30 against Austin Theory. Um, I don't know if... I mean, I would assume, given how they're telling the story so far, that uh, MVP and Amos are going to try to make some effort to help Lashley win. Is it going to be a situation where, again, he's like, why are you here? Why are you trying to help me? Um, and that costs him the match. Or if he's like, all right, fine, I'll take your help. Maybe he wins. I don't know. I don't know which direction they're going to take first in terms of telling the story with are the Hurt Business going to reunite or not because we saw Shelton and Cedric lose last night. And, you know, things weren't exactly smooth after the match between the two of them and MVP. Um, yeah. This should be a new, improved Hurt Business. You add a Moss to the mix, 
And then you dump Shelton and Cedric and you add the Street Profits. That's what you do. And then in a year, you can tell the story of Montez wanting to be uh, the top guy. And then you can have him splint off and, uh, and, and feud with Lashley. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool. You got to do something with Street Profits because mm-hmm. they're doing like nothing with them. Mm-hmm. They're getting wins. But um, this is a case where wins aren't enough. They can win, win, win. I mean, they can win their way through the tournament, face the Usos again. We'll talk about the uh, uh, the the um, uh, the Judgment Day and the Usos, and then on the other side of uh, SmackDown. I know uh, you were on vacation. Did you watch SmackDown? No, I didn't have an opportunity to watch it yet. No. Uh, well, on SmackDown, Drew and Sheamus have been entered as a tag team into a SmackDown tag mm-hmm. title tournament. The first, uh, their first opponent is the Viking Raiders. Um, so it's, I'm kind of curious to see given that apparently it's going to be Dom and priest, yep. uh, taken on the Usos. Um, but they've got this thing where they're hot now where priest does most of the work, mm-hmm. like all the work. Yeah. Virtually. And then, and then Dom gets the pin. Um, and, uh, I don't know if that's how they're going to beat the Usos or if mm-hmm. they're even going to beat the Usos. Um, we'll find out next week. As far as Lashley is concerned, you gotta, you gotta think there's gotta be some sort of prize at the end of the at the end of the line here for him and her business, if they're going to get together, they have to help him win. And then he'll understand the point of it. And he'll be us champion again. Yeah. Otherwise, if he ends up losing, unless it's a situation where look, Lashley will never think I'll, I'll put this out of your head. Lashley will never think, Oh, I could have used her business here against Austin theory. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If he loses against Austin theory, he's not gonna start doubting himself. He's Bobby Lashley. If they actually t- try to tell that story, it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he manhandled Austin Theory twice, yeah, yeah. and if Theory has figured out some sort of, you know, fix for that, and it was able to is able to escape that match, um, then you know whatever. But you know, Bobby Lashley with a crisis confidence—that's just one I don't see. <laughs> well, except unless it's the one where he gains a bunch of weight. Remember, he, he pitched that idea. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been pretty great. Well, yeah, that would have been great. Like <laughs> Thor, it's like Thor in Endgame. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, make a, put, put street profits there instead of, cause poor Cedric and, you know, Cedric's always been like, Hey, let me get back in her business. Let me get back in her business. And then he thinks it's going to happen. And MVP's like, no, you guys just lose a lot. Like street profits are a bunch of winners, but they could use my guidance, mm-hmm. um, and a fresh coat of paint. They can, they can understand how to go from guys who win what wrestling matches to, you know, guys who are actual winners. You know, yeah, and yeah. can and can get the gold again and all yeah, that. Yeah, because right now, especially in this in the new sort of landscape of WWE, where factions are a thing, you know, that's the pitch that could be made. Hey, there's strength in numbers. You guys can get the gold again, but you're probably going to need strength in numbers. Look at how it benefited the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. One of their guys w- went out with the rib injury, and then they had another guy to step up and take his place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had another match made for Raw thirty. Becky Lynch versus Bailey in a steel cage. That'll be really good. I thought the promo for this was oddly not good. I agree. <laughs> like, like it was it was awkward. And I wonder if this is sort of the situation where they were like, "Ah, hey, you know what? We're pros. We can go out there and just do this. You know, we've been doing this for long enough. Yeah. We'll just go out there and wing it. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, what am I going to say? I'll just call her a Karen. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. That was old three years ago. You can't, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. this especially was a bit the, stiff. It was the the beginning, especially. I mean, I feel like towards the end they kind of got kind of got some more. I thought the bit where where Becky goaded Bailey into the steel cage aspect of it, mm-hmm. and Bailey, I thought that was some good character work from Bailey towards the, the towards the end there when yeah. she had to be like, yeah, sure, no problem. 
but uh, but yeah, no, it was kind of it was kind of stinky. It's still taken uh, uh, for me a bit of getting used to uh, for Becky kind of playing to the crowd as much as, as she is right now. Oh man, she comes out. Yeah, she's like she is the crowd at this point. She comes yeah. down in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, and you know making all the references to the Bengals winning, which was a crazy game. The Bengals getting that win on Saturday night, Sunday night. Sorry, um, all that stuff, but. Um, it's because, you know, for a year she was just like, I'm a heel and doing some pretty great heel work. And it seemed like even though despite she was doing a, a, a good job, it was hard for the crowd to boo her. Now it's complete 180 where she has to do anything basically for the crowd to cheer her. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And it's like, yet she's really playing to the crowd. And it's just going to take some getting used to. Not to say she's yeah. doing a bad job. It's not what I'm trying to say. It's just for me personally. It's going to take a little bit of getting used to still. Uh, we got some Here other people. What? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, some people talk about who they want to see win the Rumble. Uh, Fear says, Fear Before Flame says, I really hope Gunther wins Rumble, but it's going to be Sammy. I, don't, I mean, I don't know where this... Um, I mean, we know where this story probably between Roman and Sammy is going, and unfortunately, it's not going to involve Sammy Zayn winning the Royal Rumble. Um, seems like he's going to get his crack at Roman at the Elimination Chamber if reports are being believed. Um. Yeah, as, as, as great as the story. I mean, there was a great thread on uh, Twitter I saw, and I saw that you retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly, oh, yeah. Talking about all the references that Sammy and Owens made to their previous matches during their match on SmackDown and how it's really fleshing out the story they're telling with Sammy, especially how it relates to Kevin Owens. Um, it was it was a really good thread. And if, uh, again, Steve retweeted it, so if you haven't got a chance to check it out, definitely do. Um, Gunther, I think it'd be great if Gunther won the, the Rumble. Uh, it's probably two or three years too early mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for him to be. You know, it's Cody's year. It's pretty much Cody's Cody, or if The Rock somehow uh, agrees to main event mania, and that's the direction they want to go, it's either Cody or The Rock. Yeah, I agree with that. And one thing we could talk about here, real quick. So they announced the the lineup of superstars of Legends. Sorry for Raw Thirty, but they also said at the head of the show, the Usos announced that there's going to be a acknowledgement celebration for Roman with every generation of the Bloodline. Yeah, you know, so you'd assume that, uh, 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 you know, like Roman's dad is going to be there. Rikishi will be there. Um, it leaves the door open for potentially the rock showing up. That would be something else. That would definitely be something else. I wonder if they would go that far. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That'd be kind of nuts. That'd be crazy. So rock kicked off with an Usos promo. They come out. Sammy's not with him. Jay's like, Cincinnati, Ohio. The bloodline's now in your city. And Jay's like, you see what the Wolves are doing every week? We're running SmackDown and Raw. You know, uh, uh, before Solo puts a beating on Ali, we need to address Friday. Kevin Owens, hope you got the message. You can't cross the tribal chief and at the Rumble, you're going to learn a lesson. Speaking of the chief, we got big plans at Raw 30. Jimmy says, every generation of the bloodline is going to join us for an acknowledgement ceremony for Roman Reigns. Jay adds, and defend these titles against the Judgment Day because they're twos. We are ones. That brings out the Judgment Day. Rhea says, stop it there. The only thing the bloodline needs to acknowledge is the Judgment Day runs Monday Night Raw. Finn says, not only do we raw did we run the show last week, we ran the gauntlet. Now he runs straight for you, bloodline. Yeet. <laughs> he says, but I'd like to take this moment to thank the ex-con Dom for stepping up for his fallen brother and helping us become number one contenders. I love this because he, he starts to like yell number one contenders he's like, oh, yeah, number one. Oh, my ribs. Uh, so then Priest says, we need you out 100 percent, Finn. Calm down. 
He says, next week, those nice red Raw titles are coming permanently back to Monday nights. He says, uh, can I ask you a question? You know how uh, you take out everybody? You ever see them step up to us? That's odd. Why is that? And then Dom interjects. He says, because they're in the ring at this point. He Mm -hmm. says, you smell that, Mommy? I smell fear because they're scared. You scared, Jimmy? You scared, Jay? And they say, scared of who? And they start mocking him because they're like, hey, I say... You know, and uh, they said for and it's funny, you know, the do so's Jimmy, at least I think maybe Jay, too. They they've been on the insides a couple times. Same as Dom. Uh, so he's uh, they say 546 days. Every team that stepped out, we took care of and they start naming all the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they said, you know what? And we beat you and your dad, Dom, to start the rain. Uh, and at raw at raw 30 he says, welcome. Yes. And at raw 30, welcome to the Uso penitentiary. Dom says, I hear you talking, but you wouldn't last a minute in the cell with all the prisoners I was in with. And want to know something else? You know what we called an Uso? A wannabe essay. And the biggest wannabe is the street champ back there just standing around doing nothing. Talking about Solo. So Solo steps up to Dom. And then Rhea steps in. Her and uh, Solo have a stare down. Solo sort of backs up because he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. And then he steps right back up to her. Mm-hmm. And then Dom takes a sucker punch at him. Solo headbutts him and they all brawl. Rhea and Solo are in the ring. And out of nowhere, Ali takes Solo out with a dive from the top rope. And then we yep. get a match. Yep. That leads us to our first bout of the night. Uh, while the bat's go- bout is going, they go to an interview earlier in the day with Mustafa Ali. Asking about uh, why did he take this match? Um, he says, you know, everybody else got a chance. To, to fight against the bloodline. Everybody who the bloodline took out, everybody else got an opportunity to fight against them except me. Tonight, I'm fighting back. Um, and then at one point during the match, the Usos come from the crowd to come to ringside. Kevin Owens makes his way to the ring as well. They all start fighting. Um, he sends Jimmy into the steps. Ollie hits a tornado DDT, gets a two count there, misses a 450. And then Solo hits the Samoan spike to get the win. As soon as the bell rings, the match is over. Owens is in the ring, hits Solo with a stunner, uh, then says, sends him into the ring steps, clears off the announce table, sets up Solo for a running splash off the barricade like Solo did to him on SmackDown. Usos put an end to that. Owens fights the monsters, throwing chairs at the Usos. Uh, and eventually uh, security refs and Adam Pierce come down, essentially broken up bloodline. They go up the ramp. Yep. Uh, after that, we had a Bobby Lashley promo. He's lingering in the uh, locker room, I believe, in mm-hmm. this one. He says, put as many former U.S. champs in the ring. There's only one almighty. Make it elimination. They're all going to tap out to the hurt lock. He says, theory, you may think it's more challengers put in my way, but your title reign has an expiration date, and that's a raw 30 coming from my U.S. title. And this time, theory, I'm putting you away for good. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. For theory to uh, to lose his title at this point, if he's going to take on Cena at WrestleMania, which seems likely at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know if I mean, the U.S. title involved in that. It would be apropos for the U.S. title to be involved because John Cena's open challenge was a well, yeah. you know, that's a well remembered thing. I mean, but it's the not US necessary. Title is what got him started to be on the path of being a main eventer too. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Um, that being said, you know, I mean, there's been comparisons drawn with Theory's potential and John Cena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's sort of a bigger story you can tell. And Triple H is not afraid to sort of just switch. To, as long as it's not the Roman titles, he's not afraid to like switch titles here and there and have it, you know, I mean, he's done it with the women's tag titles, I guess. That's sort of the one mm. example where it was like sort of went a couple oh, of yeah, different yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, I don't know. And I think the U.S. titles changed hands a couple times under Triple H. So maybe mm-hmm. it can happen again. 
Yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, then we got that Cody Rhodes video package, which culminated him him announcing that he'll be back at the Rumble. But we get to see a bit of the rehab process for him. Um, a few shots at the Nightmare Factory. Uh, I think it was four months in he started rehabbing there. Um, he says like the first two months of rehab felt like six years. Patience mm-hmm. is not his strong suit. Um, and uh, Brandy says he looks and feels better than ever. And then he says, Cody says, the question isn't if, but when. And that's when he says, at the Royal Rumble, I'm back, baby. Uh, after that, we had an Alliance interview. Byron's backstage. Uh, he's uh, trying to talk to Adam Pierce. He mentions people wanted to declare for the Rumble. Elias walks up, and he declares his intentions. 2022 is a roller coaster. I saw my brother's career explode and implode. Then I lost my best friend. Then I lost to the bloodline. It's time to right some wrongs. When I get to the Rumble... The Vengeance Tour begins, and he sort of bumps into MVP as he leaves Pierce's office, and MVP mentions not to go in there and talk to Pierce about the Rumble because the winner's already taken care of. Elias mentions that MVP hasn't been relevant in years, and MVP says, well, you know what? Tonight, you can face the 2023 winner, and then Elias says, yeah, it's going to be a tune-up, and then uh, and then MVP walks off. Yep. Uh, next, we got Street Profits taking on Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. About halfway through this bout, MVP walks down the ramp uh, right before a commercial break, uh, down towards the finish. Uh, Ford gets the hut, gets the tag, hits a frog splash. Uh, Cedric breaks that up. Um, Dawkins gets back in, and uh, he and Ford set up for uh, a, a doomsday-type move on Shelton, but Cedric breaks that up with a chop blocks to Dawkins, and then Shelton hits a suplex off the top. Dawkins breaks up that pin. So Ford kicks Shelton as Dawkins and Cedric tag in. Uh, Montez hits Shelton with a plancha. Cedric then hits Ford the suicide dive. Then Dawkins uh, hits a tope. So MVP gets on the apron and distracts Dawkins as uh, Cedric and Shelton double team. That was a cool move that, that, uh, that Shelton and Cedric did. Yeah. And so Cedric... Uh, goes for the pin, and at two, Dawkins kind of counters into like a bit of a crucifix to get the win. Yep, and then you see them arguing with uh, MVP, Benjamin, and Cedric. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. If I'm MVP, I'm looking at the Street Profits, and I'm like, who says no to this? You know, who says yeah. no to this? Yeah. These are the guys that I want. Multiple-time champions, you know, on a winning streak. Uh, try to recruit those guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, after that, uh, we have a judgment day interview. Finn says, if anybody's ready for a six pack challenge, it's me, Finn Balor. I'm just surprised he didn't 
Make it obvious what he was talking about, right? Reveal the six pack at that moment. Yeah. Uh, Then Alpha Academy, shoosh, please. Uh, Gable says, uh, I can't believe my cauliflower ears when I heard you clowns talking about how you ran through the raw tag division last night. He says, no, 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 you barely snuck by us, and, we, and, and you should have been medically disqualified. He said, but tonight we get back the win you guys stole from us last week. And Rhea says, get out of here, and Dom taunts uh, uh, Gable about uh, pumping iron all day, all day and all night in the yard. He says, uh, even I won't be able to hold her back And as he hides behind Rhea. Gable says, uh, you know, Dom, you, you should supplement a strong body with a strong mind. But I'm looking at you right now. You need to work on both of them. He says, next time you're in prison, sign up for an alpha online course. And then uh, Dom says, hey, man, don't be talking about prison like that. And then Priest says, hey, you need to take a walk. And then Gable says, Otis needs his 10,000 steps. Yeah. We're going to go for a walk. He's yeah, like, that was oh, yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, that pretty great. Then they had that. Uh, there was a Twitter video they had up earlier in the day of those WrestleMania. What's it, 20? Those were 21. Those 21. were the best. Those were the best. And looking Especially at Batista. B- Batista right? It's there. It's there. It's so there. It is so there. Everybody else. Well, like, I always liked the Pulp Fiction Eddie and, uh, and Booker T one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. But all the De Niro's, there is a one guy who stands out plain as day and it's Batista. And he's it's not like, even, oh. he's the one that's not doing De Niro. It's, it's the, I know, right? Yeah, the, the riff on the "you talking to me" thing, yeah. And and he's like, "What's my line?" And they say, "You talking to me?" And he's like, "No, really. What's my, what do you mean?" Yeah, like yeah. seriously, what's my line? That's that's really good stuff. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, after that, we had uh, this Becky Lynch Becky thing. I'm gonna just sort of break this down and not go verbatim. That's fine because it's very long. Becky comes down through the crowd. Like you said, I don't want to say panders, but she kind of panders to the crowd, does the does the cheap stuff, talking about Cincinnati and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, uh, damage control comes out. Bailey, of course, being from the Bay, has a 49ers jersey on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they – so Becky's – this was kind of weird. I understand going to, like, history for motivation for a feud, right? I mm-hmm. get it. But Bailey's main problem is that she was stuck in NXT back in 2015 and Becky was chosen to go to main roster. Like there's been so much that's happened since then. I feel like I I actually think that a lot of Bailey's motivations since coming back have been pretty solid. She wants to, she wants to put the spotlight on others, Mm -hmm. even though she's a bad guy. So it, that kind of means as long as she's on top, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But like going back all the way to 2015 with everything that's happened, like Bailey's a multiple time champion. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, so is Becky. But like, I don't know. I was like, okay, I, I, I applaud the effort for going digging back in history. But I'm like, dude, that was eight years ago. That was a long time ago that all that went down. I don't know that it's like that. That's the the truest motivation that they could have used here. Is my point. I mean, it's it's something. I get it. You know, if the idea is that Bailey, who was even even in 2015, a pretty massive star in NXT, she didn't call, get called up. But Becky and, and you know, no, no disrespect to Becky, because as we see in the main roster, she's won everything. She was not a big deal in NXT. She was not, you know, she was not booked at the same level as Sasha, Charlotte or Bailey in NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it actually felt like that she didn't really find her who her character was till she got to main roster. Yeah. In a lot of respects. So I get that. I get that. I mean, I understand. I know Bailey is highly accomplished, as is Becky. Uh, but, I get, you know, Bailey's thesis is everything that you got, Becky, I should have got. But instead, you got called up instead of me. 
And while, you know, Bailey, Bailey again, won a bunch of titles, done a lot of awesome stuff, never made a vet at WrestleMania. Um, you know, the the crossover stuff that Becky has done, if, if, if Bailey's thesis is all that you have, Becky, in your career should have been mine, I get that. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. She had everything. Like, the one thing that maybe she doesn't have is the crossover stuff. Well, she's like, yeah, main event she's never well. main event in Mania. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, how much more do you want? Like, to me, it just it's, it seems a little thin because she is so accomplished. She's still, I think, the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion hey, that man. there's been. CM Punk still has a chip on his shoulder for not made of any WrestleMania. If this was, look, if this was still under Vince, I would actually applaud this. I would. But my standards are a little higher now under Triple H. Hmm. And I just feel like you can mine this for there's so much more that's happened so much more recently that you really could have gone to as I mean, if, if our job is to approach this from a critical lens, yeah. then that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I look, I like I said, I appreciate them going to history. I'm just saying Going back all the way to 2015, if Bailey had accomplished nothing, or if she had brought this up in 2017 while she was still stumbling around, if this was her initial heel turn motivation. Perfect, great, that's awesome. Because Bailey stumbled when she first got to main roster as sort of the good guy character, because mm -hmm. um, Vince didn't know what to do with that. But like, it's been forever, and Bailey is incredibly accomplished. <laughs> I just that's my that's my main point of contention here. All right, fair enough. So, anyways, um, um, yeah, this so, all leads to, yeah. to uh, uh, you know, that, so they have that kind of debate. Um, and uh, Bailey says, well, Becky, the only reason you're the man is because you're punched in the face by another woman, referencing Nia Jax punching Becky in the face prior to Survivor Series a few years back. And Becky goes, oh, that's original. I've never heard that one before. She says, maybe I should punch you in the face or are you going to keep hiding behind these two? And Bailey says, I don't need them. Uh, I didn't need them when I beat you. I don't need them then. I didn't need them now. And I, don't need, I didn't need them then. And Becky says, so you'll face me one-on-one -on -one next week, huh? Um, and Be Becky goes, or Bailey goes, yeah, no problem. And then Becky says, so you'll you'll face me uh, without them uh, ringside. Yeah, no problem. So you'll face me in a, in a steel cage match next week. And Bailey pauses a little bit and just goes, Ooh. no problem. I like this moment from Bailey. I thought yeah, this was a there's really a lot good less confidence in, in her saying no problem in response to the cage match. She is a really she is really good, and that's why I think I hold them to like a bit of a especially Bailey. Bailey is out of the four horsewomen. She's my favorite, um, and I just hold her to a higher to to because I know her character record or her character work is so good um, that I love when she does this because she she plays. The arrogant heel who obviously has a lack of confidence in mm -hmm. herself so well. I mean, that's because that's kind of a layered thing, you know, mm -hmm. to have so much to be so arrogant and yet to obviously have such, you know, issues with yourself. Um, I think is I think is a, a, not an easy thing to portray. And I think she does it really, really well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was fine. Um, the, the last part of it anyways. Uh, after that, we had Dolph warming up backstage. Ali walks up and says, good luck again in the main event. But no, don't pay attention to me. The guy you screwed over the U.S. title, the guy you refused to tag with in tag team turmoil, must be so good to be you, Dolph Ziggler, a guy who gets every opportunity handed to him. And Dolph is like, he says, nobody gets things handed to him around here, kid, from one professional to another. I don't have time to pay attention today. And then Ali, like, fucking forearms him in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. And he says, do I have your attention now? Dolph just stares at him. <laughs> yeah. End scene. End scene. Yeah. <laughs> so they gonna fight, then be a tag team. 
I don't know. I like the idea of uh, Ali and Cedric as a tag team better, but I guess they're going to do the Hurt Business thing instead. Yeah, that could be. Who knows? Uh, then we got Elias versus Amos. So Elias uh, gets his entrance during the commercial break. Um, he's in the ring when MVP comes out. And it's like, oh, he said, MVP says, you seem confused. Thought you were facing me. Sorry, Mr. Rock and Roll Man. We had a communication breakdown. Um, and uh, lately things haven't gone well, but they're going to get worse. You're facing the 2023 Rumble winner, but it's this man and then it's Amos who comes out. It's never the big man. Big nope. man doesn't win Rumbles, man. Nope. When's the last time a big man won a Rumble, Larson? Um, who won that? Who won the first? Uh, Jim uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan won the first one, right? Yeah, but, but uh, Big John Stud, I think, won the second one. Well, okay, all right. Well, there you go. They started did, off I, strong, the big man. Yeah, I did appreciate that MVP throwing that Zeppelin reference in there for uh, for Elias, yeah, for absolutely. Elias, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, if uh, the match, if the Royal Rumble match was simply Amos versus Elias, then yeah, Amos would win totally. But. Oh, easily, easily, because he won this match. Easily. <laughs> As we saw easily. here. Yokozuna, there we go. Thank you. Who is this? Pontus Solson here. Pontus Solson, yeah. In, uh, in chat. That's right. True World Order says Braun won the greatest Rumble. Yeah, I guess that's canon. It's probably going to be super canon here in a little bit. Did Brock win last? Oh, yeah, I guess Brock did win, huh? Okay. Well, that's Brock, though. That's different. Yeah. He's a, he's a super big man. Anyways, uh, Amos wins this pretty easily. Um, uh, even though Elias does try to mount a bit of a comeback at the end with some jumping knees, he goes to the top rope. Amos just hits him with the choke bomb off there. And Drew McIntyre won one, too, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Um, well, I guess when you say, like, big men, yeah. like, seven foot. Seven, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'll move the goalpost. Seven footers. There you go. <laughs> seven footers. Undertaker, win. I think, for a spell was billed as being seven feet. But what's Drew build as like six, six, five, something like that. Six, six, five. six five. Okay. Yeah. All and right. after seeing Drew in person, he is a mountain of a man. He's a big dude. He is enormous, but yeah, big fella. Yeah. But I guess when I, when I hear, you know, Hey, big men never win the rumble. My idea is like, Oh, it's like, I don't know, six, eight and up, you know, whenever I hear big men winning rumbles, I always just think of like, you know, big show or whatever being exactly. tossed out by every, like the whole field. Exactly. Uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> do that. That always like happens. everybody just gangs up on the super tall guy and they just toss him out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what always happens. It always happens. I know. It's what always happens. Unless, I mean, look, of course, Brock Lesnar is going to win the rumble. Of course, it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But Brock Lesnar's not six, eight. No, he's not. He's like, what, six, four, something like he's that? He's probably six, four. Again, mountain of a man. He's huge. Scary dude. Yeah, he is. Scary guy. He is. He's, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so then we get a Adam Pierce interview. Byron's asking him about Raw 30, and, and Pierce says, I can promise you Raw 30 is going to be unforgettable. Think about it. Tonight's six-way elimination match with six stars all competing for a shot at the U.S. title uh, to get that shot on Raw's 30th anniversary. Massive. Huge. Huge. And Tazawa walks in saying, uh, I want the Rumble. And Pierce pretty much says, well... I understand that you got to earn your spot though, and Tazawa says, "Well, give me a match, mm-hmm. and I'll show you I deserve to be in the Rumble." And Pierce says, "All right, I'll give you a match. And if you win, it's not winning you're in. Win, it'll go a long way in terms of helping your case." Mm-hmm. So Tazawa says, "All right, let's get ready to Rumble," and then he leaves. Yeah, unfortunately, his opponent was Bronson Reed. We'll get to that in just a yeah. second here. First step, we had Judgment Day versus Alpha Academy. And again, sort of the point of this was uh, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this match because now that Alpha Academy are kind of good guys, 
Otis is doing the caterpillar stuff mm-hmm. and, and Gable's just doing all the baby face stuff. Um, but yeah, this is like all, it was basically Alpha Academy versus a uh, uh, Damian, Damian Priest. Priest. Yeah. 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 That a uh, top rope uh, or second rope uh, uh, choke, oh, choke slam. slam. Yeah. That was crazy. That was awesome on, on Otis. That was really cool. Um, so yeah, at one point Gable gets Dom locked up in an ankle lock. Uh, let's see here. Where am I here? Uh, priest with a boot as Dom blind tags in. Otis squashes them both. Uh, Otis is set up for Caterpillar. He hits it and tags Gable. Looks for a Vader bomb. Dom takes out Gable on the apron, but Gable hits a T-bone to Dom. Priest hits a South of Heaven off the top to Otis. Gable with the Chaos Theory to Priest and then an ankle lock on Dom. Rhea gets up on the apron to distract the ref. And then Priest chokeslams Gable. And Dom just sort of rolls over very slowly. Gets that pin mm-hmm. on Gable to get the win for Judgment Day. Yep. Yep. Again, the build momentum for Judgment Day in advance of their tag title bout next week. Mm-hmm. So I'll be really interested to see where this goes. Because I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure. You would expect the Usos are going to retain. Um but uh, who knows? A couple of people here are saying, remember this from 2000, that big show technically. Well, they did that thing. 2000, where, uh, 2004. 2000 was, it was against The Rock. They were the final well, two. Yeah, I remember that. Well, yeah, and then Rock came back like 15 years later or whenever it was. It was not that long ago backstage, and he was like, uh, he was like hey, big show. I went back and watched that Rumble again. He says, you know what? You won it. You know, I yeah. was, you, know you, you totally won it, and big show started crying. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, is that the, the scene where he's just going through backstage and like talking to various people? Yeah, he was like being Hellaru Delana. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, that. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that. I made Big Show cry. <laughs> Anyways, this was cool because Eo Sky got her music back. She didn't just have to use the Damage Control theme song. Uh, she had a solo match against Michin Mia Yim. Uh, Candice LeRae came down to help out Mia mm-hmm. Yim mm-hmm. to help even up the odds. And given the uh, results of this bout, you got to assume that that Mia and Candice are going to be the next contenders for the uh, the tag titles. Would seem to be the case because Mia Yim gets the win here over Eo Sky with an eat defeat uh, as Candice helps out with uh, with damage control. Uh, after the match, damage control tries to attack Mia Yim, but Candice is able to fight them off. So, yeah, that's uh, that make for a hell of a team right there, man. Yeah, agreed. Candice and Mia Yim. Uh, then Bianca Belair comes to the ring for a promo. Says, I know it's only been a couple weeks, but I missed y'all so much. If it was up to me, I would never miss an episode of Raw. But with this job, it's not possible without risk. Like the risk of getting my face busted open on the ring steps. But after all that, I would still face Alexa again and again and again and again. With every risk comes the reward of remaining your Rollins champion. So the crowd's chanting EST. EST. So she says, uh, Alexa... I might not have been here last week, but I heard everything you said, so I wonder if you have the guts to come say it to my face. So Alexis' music hits. She's got another new song. Yeah. Her, her Tron like is now weird... just a giant render of her. Yeah, she's selling supplements like Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. It's just, it's just her PNG up there. It is. Um, and then, yeah, like she's got another new song, but it's just like a. It's, not, it's, it's like another same, mashup. Yeah, it's a, the basic idea of. of because it still thing. has those same well yeah i know but it's still like once once the intro stops it still does this stand up shut up or whatever it is sit down yeah. shut up but it's still I, honestly i can't stand that thing. yeah right yeah it still opens with that like originally yeah. it just didn't have the but the dubstep wall they just take all the old stuff and ram it into one thing it's exactly really not that, it's not exactly that so alexa comes out on the ramp doesn't get in the ring 
Um, says, Bianca, I will gladly repeat myself for you or anyone else who needs to hear it. You fear me because you don't know what to expect from me, but let me tell you, let you in on something. The Rumble, it's in a couple weeks, and Bianca interrupts her and says, all right, all right. You're really going to wait a couple weeks and try to beat 28 other women to get a title shot, or are you going to face me at the Rumble for the title? And uh, Alexa asks, what's the catch? And the Bianca starts to leave the ring and says, you're the only one who won to control, so the choice is yours. And so Alexa thinks about it for a moment, says, I'll see you at the Rumble. And then Bianca says, and you'll see me tonight too as she runs out there and they start throwing hands. In real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so uh, she chucks her into the barricade and then the apron. She's just wrecking her. Bianca misses an attack and goes over to the barricade but pops up behind Bliss like a horror movie uh, and drags her over and they fight in the crowd. Uh, Bianca sets up two chairs back to back and sets up Bliss uh, for a KOD. But then sort of in like a, a corridor, like mid crowd area. It's like the entrance tunnel to get into the the, con- the the seating area from the concourse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, comes like a bunch of light and fog and it's Uncle Howdy's coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> He's got some toilet paper on his stuck to Who his Who knows foot. if he actually washed his hands or not. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Addy comes out and says, revel in my beef. <laughs> He's like, don't go in there for 20 minutes. So anyways, uh, Bianca's uh, understandably freaked out by this. Uh, Bliss is able to use that distraction and hit a DDT and It isn't really understandable to be freaked out by it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's wrestling. So anything out of the norm is free is, is you know, people freak out over. Um, yeah, yeah, but that, that's a good point. <laughs> so anyways, bliss just stares back at howdy and he's like, he's like, it stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, all the hand gestures he does when he's not grabbing his lapel is trying to move the air right up. So he can't smell his <laughs> he's farts. Like, he's like, you guys, you guys need to stay away from me right now. They're like, stop wafting, dude. You know, it's like that's when you what, do this to try to get your, yeah. Own, yeah. Bianca yeah. got freaked out cause she got a whiff of what he was cooking. That could be, that could be. So then, uh, uh Alexa escapes the KOD attempt, hits uh, Bianca with a DDT on the floor and she just kind of stares at uncle howdy while he's hands on the pot and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wafting his beef. Uh, then we got Bronson Reed versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, Tozawa got a little bit of offense here, but this was 90% Bronson getting all his stuff in. Uh, man, that power bomb onto the edge of the barricade, that was rough. Ooh, man. Oof. He Oof. threw him over there. Yeah, that was Oof. gnarly. Yeah, Bronson yeah. pretty much wrecked Tozawa here. Uh, ends up hitting a tsunami to get the win. Um, I know Bronson Reed hasn't had a lot of matches, but I, I, I appreciate what they're doing with him so far. It's not like he's coming in being Miz's friend again. No. If you want my services, Miz, pay me. Otherwise, I'm just going to go out there and wreck people. You know, wreck people. Yeah, just have him wreck people. He'll get over big time. Have him do a good showing in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know what? If I'm Pierce, too, I'd be like, Tazawa, you can be in the Rumble. You just took an ass whooping. So, uh, you know, your, your pay for payment for that will be in the Rumble. Yeah. He seems yeah. enthusiastic enough. Let him in there, Pierce. Make it I agree. You know, I agree. Uh, then we got Plus, Seth- it's like what? it's like restitution for all those years wearing that stupid ninja outfit. Yeah, why not? Yeah, have Tazawa be in there regardless. Yeah, exactly. He's That's been doing great work. Yeah. Uh, then we got Seth Rollins interview. And he says, just when I think I'm out, the U.S. title pulls me back in. He says, I was going to Mania, but officials called and said, it's Monday. We need you. I said, wait, we are in Cincinnati, the town that loves to party, the town that loves to hit the sink. So I said, yes, old plan out, new plan in. I win tonight. Next week I win. I go to San Antonio, win the Rumble, and go to main event of Mania where I kick Roman's ass like only I can in the words of Freddie Mercury. I want it all, and I, I want, want it, it all. 
I want it now. It's your favorite Queen song, dude. It might be Killer Queen. Same, dude. Same. Yeah. She's a killer queen. queen. <laughs> and they says laser beam and it has a laser beam type of sound. Going <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, true. come on. I know. It's a great song, dude. She gets a moving. I don't even know the lyrics, man. Anyways. Uh, that's a hard song. I would think that's a hard song to karaoke. I've tried to sing so. it along with the lyrics, and even that is difficult. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. They they jam a lot into that song. A lot. Yeah, they do. They really do. It's pretty. It's an impressive song. It really is. They recorded that fairly early in their career. If I if I if I if memory serves. You see that movie? No, I didn't watch that movie. I hear that it's like wildly off from like what shit that actually happened. You know, they always got to do that with those biopics. They do that. Yeah, they tend to do that. You know, they just change everything in life. Uh, we had a Raw 30 promo, <laughs> uh, which featured, of course, Becky and Bailey in a cage. Uso's Judgment Day for Raw titles, Raw tag titles, the acknowledgement ceremony. And then we got Flair, Undertaker, Kurt Angle. DX, of course, they all work there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And then it's like, oh wow, Shawn Michaels is going to be there. He's there every week on NXT. Uh, and then, of course, you got the U.S. title match. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is shape up to be a good show. Maybe The Rock will be there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, then we got our main event: uh, six-way elimination match. Uh, winner, number one contender for the U.S. title, get their match next week. Uh, Miz, not surprisingly, first out. It was a really good match. It's really good. You know what I appreciate about this match? Hmm. First time I can think of in a while that I've seen somebody get pinned after a finish, stare at the ref, and you get the entire three count. Baron Corbin, yep. when he got pinned, he was staring right at the ref. Oh. One, two, three. And he was out. I was like, wow. Interesting. Interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> Never see that. I did like the bit because so the Miz gets eliminated first. So he puts a figure four on Dolph, and Dolph eventually reverses the pressure. And then uh, shortly after that happens, Seth comes in out of nowhere, hits the stomps on Miz, pins him, while Dolph is really selling leg because he was just the figure four. No, that was really cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were a really bunch good. of little bits like that, yeah. Yeah, this uh, was the finish to this match was booked. So you could tell because, you know, Triple H seemingly really likes to book fun like convoluted finishes to matches yeah this was that but it was wildly fun because moss comes down yeah. and then uh, he enters into the fray and then everything just goes crazy yeah it does so Dolph's out second this is all before moss and mvp come down the ring yeah um so Dolph, uh let's see here so there's a but there's a bunch of like high flying stuff that happens Dolph does a splash off the top onto everybody on the floor uh Dolph puts corbin back in the ring baron's looking for a power bomb Dolph escapes that, hits him with a super kick. He hits uh, Lashley with a zigzag, hits mm-hmm. Finn with a super kick, and then Seth hits Dolph with a pedigree. Dolph is out. Um, so then later on, Lashley hits Finn with a suplex, and really, you know, commentary and Finn is really working over the damaged ribs story. Um, so MVP walks out with the Moss, and Lashley is like, what are you guys doing here? So Corbin's in the ring. He hits Lashley with a huge clothesline. Finn hits Corbin with a sling blade. And then uh, uh, Seth clotheslined Corbin out of the ring. So then Finn hits Lashley with the shotgun drop kick, hits the coup de gras. And as soon as Finn hits that and is starting to get back on his feet, Seth hits the stomp, covers Finn. Finn is out. Yeah, that was cool. So Seth is looking for a stomp on Corbin. Corbin evades, pulls Seth out of the ring, 
Seth super kicks Corbin. Amos grabs Seth and sends him over the announce table. And so he looks at Corbin, and Corbin's like, not my problem. Not getting involved in this. He gets back in the ring. He gets speared by Lashley. Corbin's out. So then Lashley gets up from pinning. Corbin's like, what are you doing here, MVP? What is this? And MVP just stands and applauds Lashley. So while that's all going on, Theory leaves commentary, blasts Lashley with the U.S. title. Mm -hmm. Moss grabs Theory by the throat. He's trying to choke slam him, but Theory stands on the announce table, blocks, and kind of pulls Amos over the announce table. Seth, uh, Seth comes over, stomps Amos on the announce yeah. table, and then Seth leaps off the announce table, tackles Theory on the floor, clotheslines them into this timekeeper area. Uh, he gets back in the ring, sets up for a stomp. MVP gets on the apron. Seth super kicks him. He turns around, spear from Lashley to get the win. Yeah. Uh, and Lashley is your new number one contender for the U.S. title. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun, man. This is a really really fun. It was a fun there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and take some questions let's from our it. patrons on patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Real good way to help support going in raw on the Patreon. Uh, we do have two new patrons, Cruz and Mike Gould. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Indeed. Let's go ahead and open up these questions, see what people have to say. Gregory Mullen says, uh, do you think announcing Cody would be in the rumble means he's less likely to win now. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think that, I think that he's the man. I think he, that's going to happen. Yeah. I know he's the currently in the betting odds. He is also the favorite. Yeah. yeah. Followed by the rock. Yeah. Not I mean, if, yeah, if, if Cody doesn't win, if Cody doesn't win and if the rock's not in the match, I'd be pretty blown away. The only way I can see Cody not winning is if they decide they're going to have the Rock win. Otherwise, I'd be pretty shocked. Uh, the only other person I'd be like, oh, that's not shocking, would be Finn Balor. I think Triple H really loves Judgment Day, man. They're everywhere. Yeah, I know. They're all over the place. Speaking of which, Blake Whitehouse says if the Judgment Day beat the Usos for the Raw Tag Titles next week, would it be lo- would it lower the impact of Owens and Zayn beating the Usos in their story? Well, yeah. Because yeah. whoever beats them first, it's going to be a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I I think at this point, man, with everything that happened on SmackDown and with everything the way the, the, the bloodline stuff is going, I don't even know at this point if however the bloodline plays out with Seth, Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns and the Usos, I don't even know. Like, I know every, people fight over titles. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning titles needs to be a thing. Their story is so much deeper than that, and mm-hmm. Sami's story is so much deeper than that, mm-hmm. that I don't know if the titles have to be the thing because the story is already so dense with these people. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, maybe there's something to be said about Sami costing Roman Reigns his title in a match against somebody else, perhaps. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea how that story's going to go, man. I really don't. No, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, Cruz says, we know who sells the best Stone Cold stunners, but who sells the best Kevin Owens stunner? It's hard not to say Pat McAfee, especially if he's pouring. Oh no, that was Stone Cold the game. That stunner. Never mind. Um, who sells the I have best? not, I have not noticed. I have not noticed anybody like really outstanding, like that really stands out 
Yeah. With Kevin Owens stunners. Oh, people are saying buddy. I think I saw that on Twitter the other day. Oh, all right. I think I saw that on Twitter. Still, I still feel like the best sell of the Stone Cold Center is, is, is Scott Hall. Gosh, that was great. Mm, yeah. It wasn't over the yeah. top. It was just really good. Yeah, it was. I agree with that. I saw something trippy the other day. Mm. It was uh, because I don't remember them interacting much at all, but there was a Twitter video the, of like um, a dark segment from like a Raw, and it was uh, Steve Austin getting beat up by the NWO, and then Hogan makes the save. And then Austin stuns Hogan. And I was like, I do not remember that shit at all. Because Twitter wasn't around back in 2002. No. No. Uh, anyways. Um, Nick Kyle says, Uncle Howdy shows up in the arena during the Shields entrance. Which other two of your favorite going in raw W Steve W fun wrestling wrestlers do you pair with Uncle Howdy to form their Shield faction? Oh, doing the Shields entrance. Okay. Oh, Scott, Howdy. Not super pissed. Top notch, and like Mecha Santa, of course. Uh huh. And then Raw, and then they're facing off against Rawgate Mutant, mm-hmm. and who else? Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man. Yeah, and, and then uh, new, and, uh, new and, Drew McIntyre. I was going to say Flesh Mech, uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Wow, so he's teaming with Raw one night Mutant. only. Yeah, Holy teaming up crap. against Rawgate Mutant. Yeah, the history between those two. Uh, let's see here. Luis Areza, what numbers are the winners going to come out at? I think it'd be rad. You want some heat? Rhea Ripley comes out at 30. Liv Morgan survives everybody. And then, <laughs> and yeah. then Rhea Ripley dispatches of Liv Morgan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think what you said about Cody's probably right. Like 15 to 18, 15 to 18. No more, no later than 20. Mm-hmm. Um, Have yeah, I think- Cody, how about this? He comes out like midway. So it's impressive, but not that impressive. Yeah. But what's impressive is he alone eliminates a moss. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I, yeah, yeah, I think Rhea somewhere like twenty five or so. She comes out pretty late and then cleans house. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Liv being the Iron Woman would be would be something. She has talked about being number one so much. Mm-hmm. Like I could see her lasting a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Lewins, which legend are you most excited for next week? The announced ones feel like a bit of a letdown. I don't know. I mean, who else? I mean, yeah, if, if the rock shows up, that'd be a big deal. That would be a that'd massive be something deal. Else. That'd be a massive deal. Uh, Cameron Bartolazzo says, do you think alpha Academy is about to turn face? They're getting a pretty good reaction against judgment day. It seems to be working going in that direction. Yeah. Oh, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't have a dude do the caterpillar and not be a face. Yeah, I think that's pretty much happened. Um, oh, Cat Dad Seven says, uh, "What's one wrestler you just never got what all the hype was about?" He says, "For him, it was Goldberg. As a teenager with the street going on, I didn't see what was the big deal. As I'm getting closer to forty, I still don't. <laughs> I never, I never really was never really into Goldberg. Yeah." I uh I think I was into Goldberg mainly sort of as an irony thing. It was like, oh, he's the big he's like the ultimate warrior of the day. Like I don't care about this guy. He can't wrestle for shit, but I think it's funny whenever somebody whenever a wrestling company trots out like an ultimate warrior type, you know? Yeah. Um Dude, there's a million people in like the uh the mid-aughts. Like Mr. Kennedy, P 
people went people loved him they loved him like he just he's just a guy with a microphone he has a decent voice i never got it i was watching i think i was either either watching like an impact uh flashback or something i don't know it was like a tna thing Mm -hmm. and uh mr anderson came down to confront sting and kurt angle for some reason and he just looks like a guy. He doesn't have. I just. I never personally thought that he had that camera charisma, the thing that really stands out mm-hmm. on a person, mm-hmm. and and how it translates to camera. There's just some people who just have that thing. Mm-hmm. I never understood, but people loved him. I don't know what the deal with that was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, where were we? Uh, David Matushik. Considering that multiple legends are announced for Raw's 30th anniversary, how do you think they should be booked without taking the spotlight away from younger talent? Younger talent goes over in every segment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll put it this way. I don't know, but I have faith that Triple H will use them better than Vince did. Um, Alex Foster says, who should be the next wrestler to feud with Bray who's completely different from him? <laughs> he says, oh, this is a great one. The Maximil models. That's good. Oh, here yeah. we go. See, here we go. Penny Lope here in chat says, oh, I love Mr. Kennedy. He's got a great charismatic body. <laughs> Work isn't too phenomenal, but it seemed to be the floundering due to lack of character. Great promo. Met worker probably would have been more suitable for acting. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. You just said you love Mr. Kennedy, but you just ran him down better than I did. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. Who should feud with Bray? Von Wagner. That's Von. Hey, hey, Bray, Bray Blow. You're no big deal, Uncle I'm Howdy. Champ. I'm dumpster champ. Hey, here's my here's my Uncle Wagner. Uh, calls, Jack, calls him Bob Howdy. <laughs> hey, Bob Howdy. Hey, Captain Howdy. Jack Napier says, uh, with the Hurt Business seemingly reforming, do you think Carmelo Hayes will join the group if he's called up? I mean, look, if they got a tag team, I I, I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. that I, You know, I'm trying to think if I'd rather have Carmelo on his own or, like, be with Trick. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably prefer that, to be honest with you, as mm-hmm. long as you did something really cool with them. Yeah. Their chemistry um, is outstanding. It'd be a shame if they got called to main roster, and, but not together. I agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you need you might need like your your mid card guy, but if Lashley's going to be U.S. champion, that's sort of I don't know what you do with a mid card guy then. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Tokane eighty seven says, uh, "What's the hornier wrestling show name? Raw Triple X or Going in Raw?" Well, Triple X is like the ultimate in horniness. It's it like really is, the yeah. you know yeah. the phrase. It's like, it's like brand name, brand name horniness. Yeah, <laughs> it's like clean the Kleenex of horniness. The Xerox, yeah, right. It's the Xerox of horniness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, High Plains Drifter. Uh, I will get that to you, High Plains Drifter. I keep on forgetting. I'll try that today. Mondo says, "Do you think if Vince has ever pushed out completely, we could ever see?" Sort of unofficial trades happening between WWE and AEW. No. We'll let this guy out of a contract if you let the guy their guy out of theirs. I'd be really I'd be I'd be really surprised by that. Yeah, I'd be pretty shocked if that ever I'd came be, I'd be, At that point I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked and surprised. Shocked and surprised. Dan Daniels here says, like WrestleMania twenty one, what movie parodies would you like to see with the current superstars leading up to this year's WrestleMania? Oh man, 
What a great question. Oh, I want to see uh, somebody do Al Pacino's bit in The Irishman. Yeah. You yeah, charge when they have the gun, run away yeah. when they have a knife. You run away with a knife. That's my son. You see what he did there? <laughs> charge. Uh, <laughs> I'd like uh, I'd like I don't know a scene from uh, that the the Pacino De Niro scene from Heat where they're eating or at a restaurant. Yeah, and uh, you know it's sad they never really wrote any memorable dialogue. Like there was one line that De Niro had is like you know never become so attached to something you can't leave them within thirty seconds. Or yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. That was kind of memorable, but it wasn't like the most memorable scene. No. You know that no. it should have been. No. Um. I don't know. I'd do uh What's a what's a scene out of The Godfather that you could recreate with wrestlers? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of great scenes in that. There's movie. a lot of fantastic scenes. <laughs> um who would be who'd be who who'd you do who would you well, Romans would have to be Brando, right? Yeah, yeah. In the bloodline what is it? Roman is Brando, Roman's the Godfather. Uh, uh Jay would be Sonny. Jay the hothead, yeah, okay. Yeah. What a Sammy Michael? Only if he's if, if he's is he gonna take over? There's no there's no I guess well solo. Who's solo? Was there an enforcer character? Clemenza? Well who would be so well uh, uh I guess who who is who is Michael? Who's Fredo? <laughs> Yeah, I, Fredo. I mean, you'd think that Sammy's Fredo, right? Mm-hmm. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one is easy, and that's, uh, what was the name? Uh, uh, Robert Duvall's character. That's yeah. Paul, that's Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah. He was the consulary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a good question that I'm, I'm finding. I would different. say, I would say... Yeah, I don't know for Michael. Cause I, I don't know. That's the tough one. There's no. The thing is, there's no clear heir apparent to Roman Reigns. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Luca mm-mm. Brazzi was the muscle. Yeah. Anyways, it's a great question, but I'll have to push on that one for now. Yeah, think about that one. Judgment Day. Judgment Day in a movie. About Judgment Day and Breakfast Club. <laughs> Judgment. That's not bad. That's actually not bad. Judgment Day and Daisy Confused. Yeah. Rhea Ripley is Matthew McConaughey's character. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. There, <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> it would be. Would Roman Reigns be uh, Daniel Plainview? And uh, there will be blood. I yeah. know, will man. That'd be good. The Bandy tract. The Cody Rhodes com- tract. I've got a competition in me. I drink your milkshake, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. It's got a bowling pin. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow for our NXT review and no doubt more news from the saga of Vince McMahon you trying to right. sell the company. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. 
inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.